93.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Hola, amigos. How is everybody on this Tuesday, March 8th? Coming to you from Fort Worth, Texas. A little sleet, a little slush going on outside. In the 30s, a little rain. That cool front's eventually going to make its way over to NOLA by the end of the week. We got a big old basketball game tonight over in Memphis. We will get you ready. Tonight, TNT, national telecast game at 6.30 p.m. Memphis and the Pelicans. The Grizzlies are five-and-a-half-point favorites. New Orleans 12-20 and 20 away from the Smoothie King Center. Memphis... Turning that FedEx place, uh, into a really nice home court advantage, 22 to 10. Pell's already going through shoot around the graphs as they're trying to get locked in here, trying to come off of that tough loss. All right. 138, 130 in overtime at Denver. We talked about that a lot yesterday. Some of the positives you can take out of that as well. The fact that CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Willie Green all said after the game that it could be a, 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 a you know, a lesson learning experience to be able to take that game, know what they need to do, and um, and translate that moving forward. Now, Memphis, last time on the court, was also on Sunday. They were at Houston. They lost 123 to 112. They've lost 4 of 7 since the All Star break. Still in third spot in the NBA standings. We'll take a look at everything going on in around the NBA here as well. Um, Kind of lined up some guests here for you to kind of talk about a handful of different topics. The Graf will join us at 1.30. He'll give us his feel on that game against Denver, what he sees at uh, shoot-around here, and how he feels this game is going to go. The last time these two teams played was, what, February 15th, I think is when it was, and they had no Jean Morant over at the Smoothie King Center, but Memphis still won that game. And it was a 121-109 final, first game of the year, Pelicans won it, 112-101. to So they've split so far. It's got two games to go again. They'll meet again in April on the 8th. But we'll talk to Todd a little bit about that, maybe some keys. And something that is interesting as well, because, look, Ja obviously gets a ton of the pub, a ton of the notoriety, and he should. I understand that totally. Um, but I'm going to give you a stat line on C.J. McCollum. And John Morant. And you tell me who is who, and you'll see something that is, I think, kind of interesting. So we'll talk to the graph at 1.30, and we'll go to the other side, and it'll be Eric Hazeltine. We chatted with him the last time these two teams played. We'll chat with him again. Uh, he's the voice of the Grizzlies. So we will chat with him about their 44-22 and 22 Memphis season so far and what he expects moving forward and some keys into the game. Uh, Coach Allen Fry who apparently every time I go on the road here, we didn't have him on for the ratings, at least in his mind. Going to chat with him about some basketball topics um, that I find interesting. Every every time we've had him on, has been some sort of national topic or a Pell's topic that I think he can sort of relate to. Uh, we had him on, obviously, a couple weeks ago when the CJ McCollum trade in, trying to bring in elements. Then last time we had him on, we talked about how Willie Green went to Devontae Graham's house and team chemistry. How do you build that? How do you make that happen? I actually brought up the Lakers, how, hey, look, you can have all of this talent. You can have all of these people that you you think uh, are going to be good, are going to work. Here's the thing. Does it? How can it? And, and, you know, is there a, a secret to it or not? Because I want to touch on something here today that happened yesterday after a loss that I think he can elaborate on. And the Lakers lost. We'll get into that in a quick second. But afterwards, Russell Westbrook addressed what his wife Nina um, posted on social media earlier in the day. And apparently they're getting death threats. Apparently it's gotten so toxic he doesn't want his family at the games, his kids at the game. And I, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it, it is, like he says, just a game to an extent. But, you know, she's gone after... Skip Bayless, who says, hey, I'm going to keep speaking my truth. 
uh, calling him Westbrook and things of that nature. And I, I do think there is a certain level of criticism that is expected and you have to anticipate and you have to deal with as a professional athlete to an extent. I do think there's lines, right? I mean, there's lines in language that I think you know when you cross or you don't. We spoke about this during Mardi Gras. Was that float in the crew of chaos crossing the line when they posted a caricature of Zion with his jersey one and then ton underneath it? A lot of people felt it was fat shaming. A lot of people felt that was personal, unhelpful to a relationship that sort of felt like it was on, uh, you know, the line there. So they, they felt that. Um, Political satire, we've kind of understood that to an extent, right? SNL, Saturday Night Live, has made a living on being satirical, making fun of certain things to an exaggerated mark. But where's that line? And what is that line in language? We hear it every time we go to a sporting event. There's now a recorded you know, message or the PA announcer will say it before the game. Now, whether or not we listen or pay attention to it, I promise you it's at every game. Um, that the organization security has the right to remove you if you have crossed a certain line. And remember, Russell Westbrook has been involved in games at Utah, right, where he felt he was called uh, a racial slur or things of that nature. So that has happened in the past with him as well. And that's something we can discuss with Coach. And also, you know, I, I'll open up the phone lines to you there as well. well what is that line? Um, criticizing his play, going after certain aspects of it. Look, like I said, I, I think there's a certain expectation levels, right? If you're you're a player, you're not making a shot, fans are going to be able to feel a certain way. Media are going to say, hey, he's not performing well. I, I do think death threats, um, going after his family, I mean, that's... That's absurd. I think we all can agree on that, right? But where where is that line on that? Um, in terms, because, look, uh, let's be honest. The Pels have had some players. This year, Garrett Temple. Last year, Eric Bledsoe, that were not fan favorites. But I don't think there are a lot of times, like, you know, certain memes or gifs were over the line. So, anyway, I, I just kind of want to bat that around a little bit. Also, Tim Rishu, um is going to join us. At 145, he's here, part of the, the Tulane crew for the, the athletic uh, American Athletic Tournament. Men ended a week, women starting today. Um, but I want to chat with him because he is the guy that does all these little videos and everything for um, for the Green Wave. And it's interesting because I do want to chat with him about the importance I think of what you see now is director of creative video and what I'm talking about is you remember you know Chip Kelly for LSU right there those videos with recruits where they're dancing and doing those things videos of you getting warmed up videos of you showing up somewhere I, mean, I think it's almost hand in hand with your social media account now it used to be done by the social media guy Okay, it used to be done by the SID. It used to be done by the broadcaster. Now schools, teams have hired professionals um, to do that and constantly churn out material. I mean, you know, again, I, I've kind of probably followed a little bit more than, than others with um, with Billy Napier in Florida. But since his arrival, I mean, that's all you've seen, right? It's poster videos. It's shifts of new hires. They do a thing now called uh, – Gator chat where they posted, they did just have like a static camera at the entrance of their football facility. So as players walk in, they're asking him a question of the day, almost like what we do here on the show. And it's whatever. It's who's your favorite superhero. I think it was last, uh, earlier this week, it was what would be your superhero ability that you would want? Little things of that nature. It's just constantly churning material. So I'll chat with them about that because I saw it this morning where he went to shoot around and you know, boom, there it is, you know, tight shots of the basketball going in, all those different aspects that get you pumped up, motivated, and all those different things. So I, I thought it'd be interesting just to kind of hear it from that perspective and how important that is because spring football started for Tulane today. They're at the indoor facility of the Saints facility. LSU starts March 24th, and I guarantee you, every single, right, Florida, you name it, Notre Dame, how important was social media and video for that hire 
to kind of get over what Chip Kelly did, right? And, and showing the behind-the-scenes announcement. I mean, you saw that UL, same thing when Napier left. Notre Dame, how, what, what it was like. Chip Kelly walking out onto the field at Tiger Stadium and a 360 panoramic. You know, I, I just I think it's it, it's 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 crucial if you're not doing it and you don't do it well. More importantly, everyone can do it, but doing it right because sometimes some of those LSU ones felt force fed, and some of those Notre Dame ones were shot and done to elicit emotion, right? When their new coach comes in and, you know, he's wiping away tears and all the players are hugging him and all. it's So, anyway, I want to chat with him a little bit about that. So, that that's your lineup today. If you want to chime in, it's 800-998-1003. Um, is the way to chime into the conversation. You can also tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. We will chat with uh, Jordan at some point this hour here as well. And get our questions of the day as, again, Pelicans taking on the Grizzlies. And I want to give you the stat line that I think is interesting. And then we can discuss this a little bit further. Again, next segment is open in um, pretty much this hour if you want to chime in about this game. And how big a game do you think this is, Pelicans fan? Um, We've talked about this already, about how I think with Eric the last time we chatted with him. This has, to me, the possibility of being a rivalry, right? A legit rivalry. I've actually thought of Saints-Falcons. Saints-Falcons is kind of something I I brought up. In terms of the Saints-Falcons rivalry goes back to, obviously, before the Saints were good, when the Falcons were good, but really amped it up and brought it in other levels when both teams are basically battling for the NFC South, right? Um, but I, I'm going to get into that next segment as to why I think that is a big case and, and a big, I think, thing to look at here moving forward. Pels have had some success since Ja first came into lead. A lot of that, though, you had Drew Holiday defending him. Um, so we'll get into that next segment. But to wrap up the opening segment here, you, you got to talk about the big news of the day in the world of the NFL. Franchise tag deadline is coming up here in a little bit. This afternoon, so you're seeing teams doing that. Tight ends from Jaseki. I know, Roy, how you feeling over there in Miami? Franchise tagging your tight end over there. Um, Dallas doing the same. A lot of restructuring. You start to see a lot of uh, teams doing what the Saints have done. Dak Prescott's deal got restructured to save some cap space. Anyway, the big news, though, is Aaron Rodgers. He has made his decision, and he's staying as a Green Bay Packer. If you don't know by now... um, the best way to convince the four-time NFL MVP is to throw a boatload of money at him. It is $200 million, four years, and it is 153 guaranteed. So four years, $200 million, 153 guaranteed. Do the math. We said it yesterday that the offer on the table was 50. He's a $50 million quarterback. They're also planning on franchise tagging Devontae Adams here um, as well. We talked about this yesterday. If this was the right thing to do, if you're Green Bay, is it something that you would like to do or not? Um, man, $50 million is a massive commitment for the next four years. Again, you're guaranteeing 153. What do you do with Jordan Love? How bad does that look now? I mean, do you trade him? Or do you keep him as a backup? What What do you do if you're Jordan Love? Earl, thanks for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover, sir. What you got for us today? Hey, Goose, how's it going, man? Happy Tuesday, brother. Happy Tuesday, man. What's going on? Hey, not too much. Hey, Goose, uh, mm-hmm. with everything, look, I was listening Sunday, man. How about uh, how about the call from Gus Cappingill on Sunday for the, for the wave, man? Was that awesome <laughs> or what? I enjoyed it. How about yeah. that? Doing, uh, doing baseball yeah. again Friday, possibly Saturday. So I'll be back up in, in that booth here over at Griffield Church and State on uh, Friday, man. It was fun. Graffinini Graf, Graf needs to look out, man, because Goose is coming up. Might be the no. new. Uh, no, 
We're good. We're, we're good. My wife's called three times today. When do you come home? I'm like, we haven't played yet. We don't play till eight o'clock tonight. <laughs> no, we're, we're believe me. We um, we're, we're the the amount that I do is just fine. We're we're good, man. Hey, Goose. No, but uh, uh, serious, man. I think you did a wonderful job. Uh, um, I, I'm looking forward to listening again, man. What, what, when you said it, is it this Friday? It's uh, yep, six thirty first pitch hit. against Evansville Acers. The Evansville Acers. Uh, hey, Goose, uh, a little college baseball, man. Uh, uh, Tulane, I, I'm super impressed, man. That, that series against Mississippi. Now, look, hey, I'm going to call out the Green Wave fans. I, I wish we can get a little more. Right? Um, I heard Mississippi State had a lot of people. They, you know, they travel a little bit, but yeah. the, the stadium was mostly all Mississippi State, I believe. Wasn't it, Goose, on, especially on Saturday. I would say, I, I would Sunday. say, I would say, along the dugouts, um, it, it was equally represented. If that makes sense, you definitely saw a ton of crimson. I mean, there's no doubt. But it was along the third base dugout and along the first base dugout. You barely saw any crimson. It was a lot of olive blue and green. So, um, you know, Man, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, it, it, look, like I said, the atmosphere was tremendous, and you saw it everywhere. And I'm all about everybody because oh. look, the the more people that the game, your calls are better. I think the play is better. And I'll, I'll say this, man. And the game Saturday, because I was there in case uh, Corey needed me, he needed to get out to the airport. So I watched the the walk off homer on Saturday, oh. and I was there obviously for the win on Sunday. And when Tulane won at that moment, it absolutely was loud. So there was definitely you know a, a, hey, a lot hey Goose, the, the play yeah. which was crazy when when you the guy hit the grand slam to bring the wave within two, then yeah. it, in the bottom of the night when he hit the the sack fly. And that guy came all the way around second. And, and when he was coming around third, I was listening to Sabota, and you could just hear the gasp of the fans when he was coming sliding in and that it erupted, man. Look, I'm, I'm, I love my Tigers, but I love my Green Wave, too. What an awesome series. And, and I love to call Goose, and I hope to hear from you more, buddy. Always a pleasure, Goose. Have a great week, my man. Sounds good, man. Appreciate the call. There goes Uncle Earl. Promise, I let you will know. Uh, I will let you know. Jeez, I can't speaking like Yoda today. Uh, next time we get on out and about, man, I know he wants to hang out, have some wings, and, and do some shows out there. We're lining some stuff up. I promise. Trying to get some stuff going on. Maybe some Pelicans watch parties, uh, play in NFL draft is coming up. So I'm gonna try to get out and about and hang out with you guys. Quick break. We come back. Let's focus on this though. I want to hear from you, Pels fans. Do you think? And even Saints fans, do, do you think we could have a, a rivalry like the Saints and Falcons sort of do with Memphis and the Pelicans? Hmm? I don't know. Also, Bill Simmons, they're coming around. You know, last week, Pels are leaving town. They're garbage. Now today he's like, hey, I've been told Zion's lost 24 pounds. He looks good. The Pels have something cooking. Imagine that. That's why I think tonight's a big game on TNT. So Sports Hangover, just getting started. On your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. 
Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet for Metel business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Buddy, back in the Laurel Studios, we'll tell you hello when you give him a buzz, and we'll put you back on the air here. As um, I kind of want to hear from you, uh, specifically on if the Bells and Grizz can be a rivalry. I don't know. Look, to the extent of Saints-Falcons, I mean, there's hatred there, right? I mean, it's Falcon hate week. I mean, we love to make fun of them, uh, all those different things. I mean, the fact literally Calvin really um, got suspended for a year for betting, right, on the Falcons to even win. Yikes. <sighs> I mean, how funny. was It's, it's actually kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I think what's crazy is the amount of people that were um, making fun of him because he actually bet on the Falcons to win, which is the crazy aspect of it here as well. And then the worst part is yesterday, somebody t- like I kept seeing people say somebody take his phone away and stop getting on Twitter. Um. He said all he did was bet $1,500, LOL, things. I'm like, dude, you got suspended a year, and he's he's out there tweeting <laughs> that it's, like, no big deal. Um, Yeah, probably not the best thing to do. Probably not the best thing to do. Here's Peter King, by the way, uh, Sports Illustrated, and I would say NBC Sports, um, what he thinks about the Calvin Ridley suspension. The fact that a player – who is not playing football and who's got a lot of dead time and uh, can just literally put an app on his phone and gamble like you can order a pizza. Uh, Am I surprised? It's shocking to see, of course, because players are told over and over and over again, you can't gamble. But, I think we'd be naive to think there are 1,696 active players in the NFL at a given time. And there are probably another 800 on practice squads and IR, uh, you know, at any given time. So there's 2,500 people. And to think that none of them would be using gambling apps to gamble or, or whatever, I think is a little bit naive. Yeah, so and, and that is interesting that you bring home that he brings up that point too, especially uh, in terms of the fact that you can do this with, with apps and and how do you you do that? Now, I think one of the things that will be interesting is how it, well it, when you read the reports yesterday too the 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 place that he posted the bet on kind of ratted him out, said that, hey, there's a player that did it. So it was the people that he did it with that went to the um, source that actually keeps tabs on this for the NFL. So anyway, um, back to the point that I was trying to make here in this segment, and that is whether or not the Saints-Falcons rivalry can sort of be like the Grizzlies and Pelicans. And, you know, what would it take to sort of get to that level? Could it get to that level? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think if Zion is healthy and he plays to what a lot of people feel he can be and be that kind of difference maker, one of the faces of the league, one of the top players in the league, going up against what a lot of people right now are saying is a face of the league currently and can be the, perhaps, face of the league and all those different aspects of it. Um, look, I, I think it'll be interesting to sort of see, right? His his former head coach, Murray State, 
um, head coach, uh, Matt McMahon, on why he thinks Ja Morant is so special and is he surprised by what he's doing right now in the NBA? Well, it's a combination of things. I'm, I'm sure, Max, people, you know, you're automatically wowed by the, the freak plays, the athleticism, uh, the explosiveness and all those things. But the guy has unbelievable basketball IQ. I've talked about it for years. This is nothing new to us. He's a culture builder. He makes everyone in your organization better because he's a relentless competitor. He's tough as hell. He loves to win. He wants to make everyone else around him better. So people love playing with him. You know, Jay Will and, and Keyshawn would know better. You know, there's that it factor. They had it as players. It's hard to describe, but he's got the it factor. And that's why he's going to be a, a once in a lifetime player. He is pretty good. He is pretty good. And I, I like I said this before, I, I think one of the things that I've seen in his playing, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I said this at the end of last week, especially after the 52-point game and, and that highlight package that they had posted, you know, Sports Center, the Grizzlies, you name it, that game where he scored 52. I was like, man, do you not see Jordan Kobe-like things? And look, and a lot of things is too is, is the body frames, you know, very similar in, in this aspect of it. Like LeBron's the freight train. I mean, that's what, you know, his size, his height and all that. When you look at Michael, when he first started with the Bulls, you know, remember, he didn't start bulking up, putting on muscle until he tried to get past the Pistons. And, you know, you remember in the – 30 for 30, trying to go find the trainer and say, look, I got to get stronger because I can't get past Detroit. The, the physical toll that was taking um, on him, teams just beating him up, being physical, things of that nature. But he he was thin, I mean, for, you know, from, from, from where he was at the end of his career. But when you looked at that highlight package, I mean, the the dunk down the lane, then the catch on the left sideline baseline on a half court throw or on a full court throw before the buzzer at halftime there and he catches it in the air, hanging, falling away from the goal towards the bench and catches it in the air and then shoots it and it's good. And then the, you know, ankle breaking crossovers and, you know, in for the layup, just so many aspects. The the defensive plays. Like I I'm serious. I, I'm watching that. I'm like, man, that was what it was like to put on WGN at 7 p.m. in the Bulls days. Because you had to watch any game, every game, any day of the week. Didn't matter if it was a good team or bad team. I had to watch, A, for the intro. I love the intro, right? You had the voice guy. You had the music. You know, there's Michael. All right, now I can go do whatever I need to do. And you had to watch, though, because you never knew when you were going to see something unique, something special. I mean, it just to me, I always thought that that that's what was coming. And I kind of feel like that now. I mean, I I see when they're playing, and okay, what what's the highlight now? Because remember, before six championships, before the first three Pete, the, the Bulls. Were Michael like that was it right? He, I mean, he helped them win. He helped them get into that. But as you watched and got reminded, or if you didn't watch and and found out for the first time, you know that that start that Michael had in with the Bulls that it took a while, right? And they didn't. They weren't the top team in the East. They they were barely in the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs. Got bounced out early in the playoffs, and then. Eventually, they they drafted Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen, and all those things kept coming along. Um, there's some continuity right now in Memphis, and that's why you saw them take, I think, this step this year. That's what I'm excited about seeing next year for the Pelicans. I said this on Friday when I was talking about this originally, about can this be a, a sort of rivalry like that? For it to be a rivalry, New Orleans has to take that step where Memphis is right now. Right? And I think that can happen with a healthy Zion. Healthy Zion... Pretty much with what you're seeing with this roster the Pels have right now, they can absolutely take a step like Memphis did this year. They're they're in the third spot. 
I think last week over the weekend for a game or two, they were in the second spot because Golden State's been losing a bit. Um, so that that's the kind of step I'm talking about. Well, you're not playing for the play-in game. You are six and above. Can the Pels do that? I, I think with a healthy Zion, yes. And then when it comes to these two teams, look, I mean, it's, what is it, a 45-minute direct flight? If you can get one, you can't now in Memphis, but you can drive there. And and I just honestly wonder if this could be, you know, a bit of a rivalry here, three to five years down the line, where these two teams could be battling out for a home court game. Or what if they meet in the second round? If they meet in the Western Conference Finals? I, I don't see why it couldn't happen. I'm, again, I'm just looking at the teams in the Western Conference. Help me out here. A- am I out of my mind on it? I mean, I'm looking at it. And when you look at the standings, I mean, Chris Paul ain't going to be around forever for the Suns, right? And obviously you see with the Warriors the importance of Draymond Green and things of that nature. Luke is pretty good for Dallas, Minnesota. I get, But I, I, I don't see why New Orleans and Memphis couldn't be the team in three to five years. That are where maybe Phoenix and Golden State are. I don't know. Am I, am I nuts? I don't even know what the Lakers are going to be like next year. So, chime in. 800-998-1003. Can the Pels and Grizzlies become a rivalry? Maybe Saints-Falcons, maybe less, or just a rivalry in general. Do you think these two teams can be positioned in the future to uh, kind of be top teams in the Western Conference? We have a, a lot more to see from New Orleans. Or can we project out there? No, I don't know. 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio NOLA here as well. Quick break. We'll take your phone calls and take a look here at some tweets. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Superstart batteries. With the power, performance, and reliability your vehicle demands, Superstart batteries are designed for lasting performance and consistent starts. Turn the key with confidence. Superstart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. John on the on-deck circle, Mr. Black. Thank you for giving us a buzz here in The Sports Hangover. How are you? How you doing today, sir? Doing well, man. What's got? I'm going to comment on the Russell Westbrook thing, man. You know, yeah, man. Don't get me wrong. We paid, we paid to go see them. They ain't doing what we're supposed to do. Just like you said earlier, we had a couple of players we ain't like. But once you start threatening their family, going to talk about them bad because they ain't having a good shooting night or they ain't playing like you want them to play, you know, I think a fan out of line for that. And I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a blue-collar worker. So I know yep. I paid to go see them. Like, I got two games now. I'm going to see 
on the Pelican, but I know my limits. I'm not going to talk about your mama or your wife or your kids or talk about your last name because your kids going to look at that, going to hear that. You know what I'm saying? So from that point, you know, I, I defend Russell Brook on that. You know what I'm saying? He entertained us. And like they say, basketball is just a game, man. They get paid a lot of money, but it's just a game. So, you know, as, far as, as a fan, we got to stay mm-hmm. in our land. You know what I'm saying? Some of us got to stay in our land. Did, did you hear his sound? Did you hear the comments yesterday? Yeah, I heard something from uh, Skip. Yes. No, 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 no. From and Russell you- Westbrook. Did, did you hear after the game that they lost? And um, he was asked to address it. Let me play it real quick. And even even if you did hear it, for people that didn't hear it, and you can continue your comments, Mr. Black, but here's what Russell Westbrook had to say, um, part of it. It was four minutes long, so we broke it up a little bit. But here's what he had to say. My character, the shaming of who I am as a person, um, is to me is not warranted. Um, I haven't done anything to anybody. I haven't hurt anyone. I haven't done anything but play basketball a way that people may not like. Um, and this is just a game. This is just a game. This is not my entire life. Uh, um, and I think that is the, the ultimate thing that's been for me. And I don't like to harp on. I kind of just kind of wanting out the other. But once it starts to affect my, my family, my wife, um, even today, my mom says something about it today. And it affects them even going to games. Like my, I don't even want to bring my kids to the game because I don't want them to hear people calling their dad nicknames and out of their names for no reason because he's playing the game that he loves and it, it's it's gotten so bad where you know my family don't even want to go to home games to any game because of you know uh not just the media across the globe use their platforms to constantly shame 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 me you know and again man i i think there's a line you know and i think a lot of times when he said Mr. Black uh, that it's just a game. Immediately people jumped on that. It's not just a look. I hear what he's saying because remember part of this in, in Screaming A um, yesterday it was talked about this and last week was talked about this. That you, remember we played the sound. You're not a Laker. You're not a Laker if, if you don't have expectations to win a championship and stuff like that. Um, I understand fully the importance of um, the, the desire to win, the desire to bring championships and all that. I've said this several times. The Saints won a Super Bowl. I didn't get a ring. Did you get a ring, Mr. Black? I didn't get a ring. I, I, mean, uh, I no. guess. I, I guess, got a shirt and a hat. Yeah, we got a shirt and a hat that we bought. Exactly right. Indirectly, if when, if they do well and, and they win, maybe we get remotes or maybe advertising because of it, but I don't, I don't get a paycheck. Per win, I, I I don't get any better um, on do that. So it, it always has fascinated me the the relationship on how we we, we feel on it. And look, and again, I, I'm all about supporting your team, loving your team, and doing that. But he's right, and I can't think of a more yeah. contrasting time, Mister Black, than what we're seeing right now. I mean, you put on the TV right now, and little kids shouldn't be going through. What they're going through over there in Ukraine, getting bombed and shoved, yeah. people are getting killed, yeah. you know, because of one yeah. person wants power or something. I, I don't, I have trouble understanding that. You know, we, we got people here at home, dude, um, where, you know, our streets should be safe. I mean, there, there's a lot more serious things, dude, than that. And I think that's what he's saying when it's like, man, this is a game. You know, I mean, obviously, yes, you want to win. Obviously, it's about championships and things of that nature, but, there's a certain level because I've said this all, all year, man. It's incredible when they win. LeBron's the best. When they lose, it's Russell Westbrook. I mean, they're absolutely killing this guy all year long, man. Yes, yes, I've been watching that. But like I say, you know, us fans, you got stay in our lane. You know, what I'm saying they entertain mm-hmm. us, they bring excitement, they bring revenue to our city, especially basketball team, football team. So you know, it brings work, jobs. You know, what I'm saying. So we sure gotta stay in our lane, basically. That's what I'm saying. Now, another thing I want to talk to you about is a rivalry against Memphis. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I got a rivalry with every team we step on the court, we're all on the field with. <laughs> Not just Atlanta, everybody. I don't like no other team. My family mm-hmm. like, who's your second team? I don't have no second team. If it ain't Louisiana, I'll forget them. That's how I feel. Tulane, I love them all. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I got a rivalry with everybody we step against. You know, that's the way I feel. There ain't no just one special team. <laughs> I'm robbing with everybody. That's how I feel about it. I won't win I at it. all. I love it. 
I love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, so I love that's it. That's how I feel about <laughs> You step on you know, the court against else, us. Anything go, else man. is a little loose to me. They beat us. I want, I, I want, I want to come back at you harder. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? And see, like, like that it. Sunday night game, mm-hmm. that Sunday night game, I, I cried. Five minutes left, ten, up ten, and and they get the referee kept giving this man fouls, unnecessary fouls, because he's jumping up and down, making looking like a clown. And I don't understand that. And you know, yeah, what I'm I, I understand we're on y'all home court, but you still got to respect us. You know, what no, saying? I hear you, you gotta, Mr. Black. Uh, his 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 demeanor was uh, was definitely a topic for sure, man. Thank you for the phone call, bud. I want to get to Mr. John here before the break. Uh, appreciate it as always. Want to hear from you, man. Had a good rest of the week. Well, I am my birthday, baby. Oh, there it is. Happy birthday to you, Mr. Black. Uh, Wednesday and Friday game. Even though it's going to rain, I will be at that Wednesday and Friday game. <laughs> All right, man. Looking forward to it again. Yeah, Pels uh, got a four-game homestand that I think is going to be key. They go three and one here. Let's see what happens tonight here as well. Thank you, Mr. Black. Appreciate it, bud. No problem. You have a good one. You too, man. John, thank you for holding on, sir. Thank you for calling the Sports Hangover. How are you today? Just I'm better today than I was on a Monday. I can tell yeah, you that. I, I hope you're that. doing the same, Bella. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> what you got, man? I just wanted to say very quickly, in terms of a, a rivalry for yeah. the Pelicans, um, when you look at historical rival, rivalries throughout the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't, in my opinion, been like team-based. It's been very player-based. Okay. So, to give you an example, you've got Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, right? Yep. You've got Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. You could really say Michael Jordan versus anybody. But with the Pelicans, it would obviously be Ja versus Zion. And I think the only way for this to actually develop into a rivalry yep. is if we see Zion, right? right? So, Ja's been doing Ja's thing. And if Zion is the same way, and like you said, that's the team in contention, then yes, this absolutely has the possibility of being a rivalry. Yeah, and that's but what I mean, John. Right now, I would... Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm projecting. I, that's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm asking: Can this be? I, I don't think it, it is right now because it can't be. Um, but can it be? You know, where those two guys are two faces of the league, two stars of the league. Um, you know, just doing Absolutely. silly things, and then all of a sudden, you know, again, you have to take that even a, another level, John. What if Absolutely. this is second round matchups? What if? This eventually gets to Western Conference Finals matchups. You know, and I know I'm I'm really projecting out there, but man, if this guy can stay healthy and, and look, CJ McCollum signed for three years, right? I mean, Jonas has you know gotten that extension. Let's see, Hayes continue to develop. Herb Jones is not going to get worse. I think he's going to get better. Like you, you might have a pretty good team here, right? I mean, so let's see. What happens next year? In one year's time, they went from a play-in situation, Memphis, to the second, third seed right now in the Western Conference. That's what they're rattling for. One year. Right. One offseason. So why can't the Pels maybe be that team next year that is a six and above better, right? And then that makes this a closer rivalry all of a sudden when these four games play, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Like I said, I, I would just think it's, it's extremely contingent upon the, the two oh, best players absolutely. on each team. And they, yeah. they have to show up and, you know. But I, the one last thing I wanted to say, too, and mm-hmm. a lot of Pelicans fans, I think, are forgetting this. But when we made that trade for Anthony Davis, it was almost like a, a, a long-term trade in the sense that we do have pick swaps still, I believe, with, with the Lakers coming up. And the way they're looking right now, if that does continue to digress for the Lakers, I mean, the Pelicans are sitting on a very, very nice, first-round pick swap in the near future if we're ascending and then the Lakers are descending. So that's just something else I think, you know, that people need to keep in mind, especially with when we talk about David Griffin. And I know he's mm-hmm. kind of been under the radar the last couple of weeks. But, you know, that is another thing to his credit that we do have to give credit for. But other than that, Gus, absolutely. We, we might have a rivalry brewing here in, in New Orleans. Should be fun for sure to check out what's going on. Hey, John, appreciate the phone call as always, man, for chiming in. And we have big old news already this morning with um, obviously having Aaron Rodgers signing a $50 million deal. Four years, $200 million. But that is not the only news coming out of the NFL as had to make sure it was right. And even though there's a blue check mark on it, I wanted to make sure... That it is not a um, 
a non-verified one, but this just in, breaking news. Russell Wilson has been traded per Adam Schefter. The Seahawks are trading quarterback Russell Wilson to the Broncos per Adam Schefter. The deal will be official next week, pending a physical. So the two quarterbacks that we've talked about in the past that, you know, obviously if Sean Payton would have been here, I think we're realistic. It, it was Aaron Rodgers and it was Russell Wilson, the names that Saints fans. He said, you, you know, those are the two, obviously, your wish list. And then after that, I I, I thought, you know, Jameis Winston would, would make the most sense for it. Well, Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos with that young defense and that talent over there, they're desperate for a quarterback. Um, Tom Pelissero saying that they have agreed in principle to send the nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback to Denver, including, now, this is a massive haul, I, I guess. Pelissero says multiple first-round picks plus additional picks and players. So, obviously, all that's going to start coming out. And this is something we touched on, right? That if you were the Saints, to go get Russell Wilson, it was going to cost you. And is that what you want to do with currently where your team sort of is now? Now, the Broncos clearly are doing this thinking one thing. They think they're a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. They think, you know, look, to compete in that West, you got the Raiders. Derek Carr is about to sign an extension there and get there. They just got Josh McDaniels, a new head coach there. The Chiefs are the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes. Justin Herbert is a star at quarterback over there at the Chargers. They're only going to get better. They, they had to go do this, to go do that. Um, so that's one less good quarterback, by the way, out of the NFC. So Seahawks trading with the Broncos for Russell Wilson will continue throughout, obviously, this show, probably the next few minutes to start getting an idea of how many first-round picks, how many additional picks, and who are those players. But next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow is the start of the new year. That's when all this can become official. Again, next Monday's legal tampering. That's when you can have uh, agreements in principle and things of that nature. But big, big news. Seahawks, Broncos have made that trade in principle and agreed to it. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to be a Bronco. Aaron Rodgers staying with Green Bay. That deal came out this morning. $200 million, 20, uh, four years, 153 guaranteed, $50 million a year. Quick break. We'll check in on the intern. Let's take your phone calls. What do you think? Saints fans, Russell Wilson's a Bronco. And Rodgers is staying with the Packers. Jameis, right? <laughs> Jameis? Woo. Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. In the dark, it's raining in the park. But meantime, sound of the river, you're stopping your whole everything. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Markets starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Market. Tastes like home. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company. Cajun banking. Served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. 
800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation as, uh, my goodness, that is a big deal. So let's see if we can start getting some ideas as to where some of those picks are going to be and who are those players going to be in this Seahawks-Broncos trade as what we are going to see would be eventually the cost and how that is going to be as we bring in Jordan now. As Jordan, I'm trying to look at it here as well as to what those picks. It's just saying multiple first-round picks. Look, i got to imagine it's at least, what, two maybe, um, and then a couple of seconds. And I wonder who those players are going to be there as well. But um, the, the two big names, I guess, at quarterback, we 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 have found out here, you know, this week. Rodgers, fifty million a year for four years, one fifty three guaranteed, and now Russell Wilson being traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of like scrounging all through social media. I sent you over that post a few minutes ago about the the being official and just trying to see um, all the the breaking news that um, led up to this. I saw that the Broncos. Owner, I think, or GM initiated all of this, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. I'm trying to find everything. Everything's kind of clustered on social media right now, but I believe that the um, talks were initiated two weeks ago. But um, huge, huge um, implications, I guess, for the NFC. It's kind of blown wide open. I know you still have Aaron Rodgers talked about that earlier today. That news broke earlier. Um, NFC is kind of wide open besides the Green Bay Packers. I yeah. mean, Who's your standout quarterback besides Aaron Rodgers that's in the NFC now? Well, um, obviously, look, Dak Prescott, would he would he be your second top quarterback right now? Again, can't get it done in the playoffs. So Kyler Murray has that potential, right? Oh, by but, the way, by saw, the way. He, yes, he, he finally posted all of his social media. We're back, his Instagram baby. Posts We're back, back baby. Social media <laughs> so, I mean – I mean, I can't. I couldn't even say that Kyler Murray is, you know, one of your better quarterbacks in the NFC right now. It really wide open, and if you're a Saints fan, that's kind of a good thing. Are, are we not giving Matthew Stafford his due? No, oh, come on, man. What? Wow. I'm, I'm not. I'm wow. not giving. I'm not, I'm not I mean, he did win him. the Super Bowl. He did. Yeah, he did. Matt Stafford. He did. Shameful. I'm not intimidated by him though. I'm not either. I think Aaron Donald has a lot to do with that team <laughs> and Cup and all those other guys. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess it's wait. Look, a, a lot of that conversation after the Super Bowl was whether or not he's a, he's he's a Hall of Famer. I, I I've never watched a game where he's playing me like that guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Am I wrong on that? I don't no. think I'm being disrespectful. Like just no, to me, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, there's numbers, but there's certain things that that guy does that like you're like, wow, you're blowing your mind. I don't know. I. I I know a lot of numbers have been brought up with him that he could do that, but I don't know. Um, we do have Pelicans news, though, and it's maybe not of the good kind. No, it is not. A, uh, that happened like 25, 30 minutes ago. Brandon Ingram, right hamstring soreness, is questionable for tonight's game at Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Scott Kushner posted a little while ago about the Pelicans' record when – the, the um, when Brandon Ingram is not on the court for the Pelicans, the Pelicans are two and fourteen in games. Ingram has played twenty five minutes or less, so not the greatest record. When I'm Brandon sorry, Ingram I, I, I say that two and fourteen, two and fourteen in games. Ingram has played twenty five <sighs> minutes or less. Well, look, the last time these two teams played, there was no Ja Morant in the Grizzlies won, so you know maybe no Brandon Ingram in the Pels win. You're not. You're. you're no, I'm not, I'm not buying that one. You're not buying that one. I'm not buying that one. I've been telling a lot of people in order for the Pels to, you know, be in games and win a lot of games, Brandon Ingram has to play. That's kind of changed now with CJ McCollum now being a part of the Pelicans team. But at the same time, I still think that's true for the most part until proven okay. otherwise. Well, well, think of this. Um, here's Jean Morant, averaging twenty-seven point six. 5.8 rebounds, 6.6 assists, right? 27, 5, and 6 are his averages. 
C.J. McCollum going into this game. 26.1 points, 5.7 rebounds, 6.1 assists. Again, Ja, 27.6, C.J. 26.1. That's points. Ja, 5.8 boards, C.J. 5.7 boards. Assist, Ja, 6.6, McCollum 6.1. I mean, you you got a guy that's pretty even with him. What? You know, statistically. Yeah. But, but again, to the, to, to the point though of the importance of having a guy like CJ McCollum. But to your point, if you want to separate these two teams, and if the Pels want to take that next step, you know, again, you take a look at what else Memphis has. And, and that's why a guy like a Brandon Ingram who dropped 38 at Denver is so big. Why having a guy like Zion could help change your outlook moving forward as to what you can do. Because again, you have a guy that kind of matches what Ja does, at least statistically. Um, in CJ. I mean, Larry Nance, but you need those other guys. even him coming back, even yeah. with Larry Nance coming back, whenever he does come back, he's going to make a huge impact for the New Orleans Pelicans. Just, and just by giving them depth coming off the bench. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off there. No. I sorry. I, I, so I look at it as maybe, um, That'll be interesting to see. Uh, the Bucks, by the way, they franchise tag receiver Chris Godwin. And the Packers, Devontae Adams, is that official yet or not? I know they were thinking about maybe I saw, franchise tag. I saw, the, I'm, I, I saw the Devontae Adams, the Green Bay Packers, are finalizing franchise tagging him. Okay. All right. And where it goes there. How surprised are you about Rodgers getting fitty? I'm very so. I'm actually very surprised. I'm actually, I was going to back and forth when I was listening to, to, uh, the segments that you had um, earlier on in the show, and it—I don't know. There's what there's a part of me that's that's kind of right. He's your quarterback. You have to you're in win now mode if you're the Green Bay Packers. That's kind of what the Saints were doing a few years back. It's Drew Brees. You're, you're trying to win a Super Bowl right now. You do whatever it takes. But at the same time, that much money. I mean, what are you gonna? I, if you couldn't get it done this past year, and you're bringing back the same core. How are you going to get it done this upcoming season? So I see both sides. I'm more leaning towards it's a good move bringing him back because he gives you your best chance to win a Super Bowl. Sure. Uh, Luke Johnson just tweeted this three minutes ago, covers the Saints for the picky unit advocate. And <laughs> again, <laughs> it, it, to me, it's, it's Jameis. But he says, so with A-Rod staying with Green Bay, Denver trading for Russell Wilson, that leaves the realistic possible Saints options at quarterback as – Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he missing anybody, he's asking. I don't think there's anybody else that would be, quote-unquote, available, right? I mean, it, that Derek Carr thing seems like an extension's coming over there with, with the Raiders, and he's still their quarterback there. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz isn't wanted, essentially, over there in Indianapolis. But, again, it, it, what we were talking about, if certain teams with current starting quarterbacks are looking to improve their position like why would you go get that right I mean there's people that aren't happy in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts so again when I'm looking at that list that isn't the list to me you know I mean again Teddy has been coveted and signed by two teams that wanted him to be their starting quarterback and and they've been ready to move on right the Panthers gave him one year they went to to Denver Denver. He played one season. They went and traded Russell for Russell Wilson because they needed a quarterback. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, why? What makes you think Teddy Bridgewater is going to help you here in New Orleans? I just, it's Jameis Winston again. I, it's a Monday. I'm telling you, next Monday it's a Monday deal. Go get it done. Another thing of note uh, that just came out: Adam Schefter, Drew Locke is a part of the trade to the Seattle Seahawks. Wow, they didn't so. even they didn't even send Teddy. Seattle did want Teddy. <laughs> They, I mean, if you're the they Saints chose now, Drew Locke. Go, I'm going. I'm going all in, Jameis Winston. It's it's Jameis. No, I, look again. That's your quarterback. I I think I think, wink wink, handshake, understanding has existed. I I just I I, I these athletes are too smart now. Okay, that every video this guy is working out, he's essentially wearing Saint stuff. Um. Not just that. You saw him shopping in the quarter this weekend, taking pictures, you know, being around things. I, I, if you're, if you don't have that sense already, I, I wouldn't see that, right? And then 
Look, don't take our words for it. And don't try to look into it like I do. Listen to what Mickey Loomis said at the Combine. When he was asked about possibilities at quarterback, he said, hopefully we think he's an option for us as well. You wouldn't say that if you didn't think that you wanted him back. So, all right, Jordan, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Um, Let's see what happens the rest of the way here, and we will check in with you later in the show. Sounds good, bud. 145. See you in, uh, well, no, 2 o'clock hour. I, I'll text you. It's the Sports we'll Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also